My name is Colin Hart, Head of Active Asset Allocation Research at BNP Paribas Asset Management, and welcome to this week's edition of Market Breakfast. I suppose it's been an interesting year so far, even though it's sort of August, in terms of there's been a key dichotomy between bond and equity markets over most of this year. You've seen bond markets continue to sort of see declines in interest rates as they've tended to discount a sort of more sluggish path of growth and the belief that sort of inflationary pressures herald more of a sort of or disinflationary pressures herald more of a potential problem for growth going forward. Conversely, equity markets have tended to be much stronger, have tended to have a more optimistic path about earnings growth and the sort of path of recovery and reforms in the US and elsewhere. Periodically the two markets have traded in tandem that you've seen certain bouts of weakness in equity markets coincide with weakness also in bond markets in terms of a rise in yields. This has been when you had, back in June, concerns about the ECB possibly bringing forward its tapering. Um, you also see this occasionally when you've seen sort of more political risks coming out of the woodwork in terms of you've seen Korea a few weeks ago now, the last couple of weeks, in the last, you've seen a more systematic sort of bond markets continue to grind down, but less dramatically, whilst you've also seen equity markets come under some pressure. You had, some of these concerns are clearly related to tapering or potential tapering in Europe, and the concerns of also the strength of the euro on European earnings. Simultaneously, you've also seen in the US that though you should have got a release from a weaker dollar, you've actually seen equity markets come under pressure because you've seen concerns about the Trump presidency and the sort of dysfunctional relationship between Trump and Congress and the Senate. An interesting thing was at, on Friday, there was an attempt with Steve Bannon, who's one of the sort of more alternative right sort of members of Trump's staff, who've produced an economic agenda that would be somewhat at odds with the valuation of equity markets and is certainly not a mainstream supporter of Wall Street. His departure should have triggered a sort of bounce in equities. It did literally for about half an hour, and then the rally faded out. So I think we're in a situation now that equity markets are beginning to discount that actually the Trump administration is now incapable of getting together, its act together in terms of a genuine sort of fiscal reform package, and that some of the sort of deregulation he's talked about is also going to be in difficulty. This is obviously going to start to put more pressure on equity markets as we go forward. Now, it's possible that come the sort of autumn and Congress return, that the Trump presidency, after the sort of the recent events of you know, his sort of ill-timed comments on the uh, events in Charlottesville, actually gets his act together. But it's increasingly, I think, the market to beginning to discount that the Trump administration, far from being a reformist agenda that's going to support a stronger growth environment, is now one that's going to be dysfunctional and that much of the sort of rally may gradually sort of unwind over time. Elsewhere in Europe, you're beginning to see the sort of rally in terms of, say, with European equity markets under pressure because of the euro, I think it's, it's tempting to see that the euro rally will be short-lived, and in fact, if the US can get itself together and act, then obviously you will put, you'll see sort of some recovery coming through in the dollar. But I think the key thing here is the euro was cheap and still remains cheap in terms of real exchange rates. That, combined with 
the idea that the ECB is going to start to move away from its sort of policy of very accommodative policy and start tapering has supported a recovery in the euro. And we see tactically there's a chance that the euro will come back a bit, but we're only looking at a sort of 110 level, which isn't going to be a major boost to earnings. So the question for Europe is going to be how strong is the recovery going to be in Europe? And whilst we remain reasonably sanguine about the prospects for European growth, we still see there are a number of risks out there, particularly the politics in Italy as we go forward, and also the fact that a lot of good news is now put into equity prices in Europe as there is in the US. Elsewhere, we still see risks in terms of we inch towards the plenum session in China, and we're still going to see what's going to be the decision that emerges from the Chinese sort of Communist Party. We expect Xi to be sort of elected as, as Premier uh, and Chairman of the Party, but we do see there are risks that once that's out of the way, China may well start back on its more reformist agenda. They've taken certain measures to bolster the currency, but again, we still see there are risks with the currency. So I think we're in a world where sort of the good news for equity markets is beginning to unravel and people are beginning to price back a risk premium. We need a real sort of slew of very good news to keep equity prices where they are. In the absence of that, it's easy to see that equity markets may have 5, 10, maximum we would believe is about 15% downside. Um, once you've had that clear out, then I think equities look better and more attractive longer term as an asset class. Elsewhere for bond markets, we would get, stick to the point that the bond markets are perhaps, again, priced in good news for, for bond markets. That's obviously bad news for the rest of the world. Um, and that bond markets are also vulnerable in the sense that we don't see inflation or disinflationary pressures intensifying from here. We see a low level of inflation for another year or so, but then a gradual grind higher. So we're in a sort of unusual situation that actually, for investors, both of the major asset classes both carry a number of risks and we may be in a world where for once actually since the crisis you have both assets class can both undergo a reasonable correction. Once that's out of the way then I think actually the world and asset prices look better and we have a better prospect but in the short term there are risks both for bond markets and equity markets and I think if there is something that's taught us in the brief periods that we've seen this year where both assets are sold off, that there's a frequency is increasing, there's a period when both asset classes will sell off. Now that's not necessarily a cheerful thought in the short term, but I think in the longer term, the magnitude of those sell-offs are such that it, we're not looking at a major crisis, we're not looking at a repeat of the, as we approach the 30th anniversary, the 87 crash, we're not looking for a major sort of two, 300 basis points lurch upwards in bond yields. But we do believe both asset prices could undergo near as down a sort of simultaneous sell-off of between 10 and maybe 15% at max, uh, which means that investors should be more cautious. They should be more cautious in both their duration positioning and also in their sort of equity exposure. And on that cheerful note, that's it for this week's update. Please look out for the next edition of Market Breakfast. Thank you for tuning in and goodbye. <music> 
This podcast presentation includes a discussion on current market events and is not intended as investment advice or an offer of products or services by BNP Paribas Asset Management. Please keep in mind that the information and analysis in this presentation is only current as of the publication date.